Welcome back to Hey on Track Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the greatest club in the Bundesliga, the greatest club in Germany, the greatest club in Europe, the greatest club on the planet Earth. I am Chris here in Detroit. Uh, it's a special night here in the States and around the world, and I brought in one of my favorite friends uh, to talk all things Frankfurt, but more importantly, for about five minutes here at the start, we're going to talk about a subject near and dear to my heart. Matt. Can we talk about Halloween candy for a minute? Oh, man. I cannot wait to start buying them tomorrow for half the price. Half the price. That's exactly right. I, you know, I might have to skip hashtag what are we drinking tonight because I'm pretty sure I just put about a thousand calories worth of really toxic chemicals and pounds of sugar into my stomach. But what is hashtag your go-to what are we Halloween? <laughs> hashtag what are we eating tonight? We're going to lead off with that one. What is your favorite Halloween candy? You see, I don't oh, – see, I, I can't really say Halloween candy because, like, I'm, you know, originally from across the pond. So, like, Halloween isn't really that big of a thing over there. So, like, I didn't really do trick-or-treating until I was in, like, eighth grade and stuff like that. So, I'm not a great source of that. But if you ask me what my favorite candy is, I, I'm going to give you two – Three, four, maybe go tos. I mean, you gotta, you gotta love the Kinder chocolates. I mean, oh yes, doesn't get Absolutely. better than that. You gotta let them melt in your mouth. Uh, just, just how it goes. Uh, gotta go with the classic gummy bears. You know, Haribo, Makindafro. That's always a good one. Um, and then I'm gonna get into the little, little tricky bits here. Um, I'm kind of blanking on the na- names of it, but they're these nerds that um, have like jelly inside of them. Like this jelly inside of the covered in nerds, like the small little candy things. Those are bomb. Wait, and wait the-, the nerds are on the outside and it's jelly on the inside? Yeah. Holy shit. Um, Game changer. Is this a German thing or is this an American thing? No, nah, it's an American thing. I found out about this maybe a year ago, maybe two. Okay, you're gonna find keep it on your shelf. Discuss it. You know what yes. they look like? Uh, it's n- gonna be half off tomorrow. Yeah, they look like um, you know those like uh, maybe not because like, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Jimmy Neutron, but like these like s- small little candies in the Jimmy Neutron um, show where they made everyone like addicted to it and stuff like that. They're practically the same thing, just in you know the, the real world. Is um, it nerd ropes? They are not nerd ropes, no. Not nerd. Unless ropes. I'm not, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure that's the name of it. They're like little balls. Um, but anyhow, before this returns into a nerd conversation, and we're not <laughs> sponsored by nerds. Hashtag no free ads. Um, my fourth favorite one. Uh, I don't know. You got to get back to me on it because I'm stuck between three things. But I mean, what? I mean, you went out trick or treating today, didn't you? What did What did you find? So I did not do the trick-or-treating, but my seven-year-old, I've been building up for years for this moment where she's not afraid to go up to any house uh, because the decorations are too scary. But more importantly, she sprinted from house to house, and it was raining here in Michigan. So she was wearing boots and the coat because that's what we do because the weather sucks here this time of year. I mean, this was by far her best haul in seven years of this, and dude... I'm not joking. She brought home like two massive shopping bags full of candy. And we went out to my in-laws house, a bunch of like McMansions out in the suburbs. And they give out like full-size candy bars. I grew up in the city. We had like the off-brand stuff. 
they were giving out like full size Reese's cups, um, full size Skittles bags. I mean, dude, I don't know where I'm like the next time you see me, I might be twice the size. I don't know. <laughs> I, I got Did on the you... Peloton early this morning because I knew what I had going on tonight. It wasn't enough. As soon as we're done here, I'm going right back up to the ride. Did, um, did you run into a house at all where you potentially were given a uh, dental product, whether it was like a toothpaste or a toothbrush potentially? Because I have I ran into a house like that before, and I'll tell you what, quite the funny look I gave that fella. It's the worst. There, You want to be the worst home in the neighborhood, the one everyone skips because they know your shit sucks. Give out toothpaste. Give out dental floss. Nobody wants that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. What made me so proud tonight, my daughter went up to a house because they had the porch light on and there was nobody there, right? Well, then turn your light off. It's Halloween. Only turn the light on if there's candy there, right? So she rings the doorbell, runs away, and she goes, Dad, I rang the doorbell because they didn't answer. I was like, yeah, I'm so proud of you. She's learning the ding-dong ditch at seven years old. It's awesome. (laughs) Got to teach him young, right? But anyway, uh, before we get on to Frankfurt topics, um, my top three candies, uh, no particular order, always depends on the move. The Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It's it's great. I don't um, like peanut butter. I'm a big fan of the holiday versions, whether it's the trees at Christmas, the eggs at Easter. The Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, to me, is classic. Did you say you don't like peanut butter? I do not like peanut butter because I didn't grow up with it. And, like, when I started having it here, like, I don't know, it's something about the consistency of it. I like peanuts. I like roasted peanuts. I like every other sort of uh, nut there is, pistachio, et cetera, et cetera. But peanut butter, I don't know, something about the consistency of it. Um, Nutella, on the other hand, oh, my God, I could sit there with a spoon all day. That's a whole different nut. That's a whole different nut. Now, if Reese's could do, like, a Nutella cup, that would be pretty bomb, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be. I mean, maybe the, maybe that'd be something that we'd have to pitch over to them and get a little bit of royalty. <laughs> uh, before we get way too off track, um, my last two candies. Uh, I love sour Skittles. They're painful. Okay. The, the regular Skittle is good. The sour Skittle, like, it hurts your teeth because there's so much sugar and whatever that, like, cocaine looking dust is on the outside it is cocaine. so good i mean <laughs> it is, it is looking dust. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dust on the outside of the skittle of the sour skittle i don't know what to call it it kind of like it's a white dust i don't know what else you would call it have you ever but, had uh, to- a toxic waste before what is that it's oh that's 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 something you have to research. I think that, I think they sell it here or the retail, but it's it's a sour candy if you're a big sour candy person. Definitely am. Um, I'm also the the honorable mention in my list would be the Sour Patch Kids because that's Classic. as good as it gets in the sour land. Oh yeah. Um, but ultimately, my number one, and it they're hard to find them anymore. Um, the, people don't give them out at Halloween, maybe because fentanyl is all over the place and it looks the same now. Um, I'm all over the drugs tonight. Uh, Smarties. Remember the old school Smarties? They call them something different in Europe. 
They're, yeah, so that's so funny. There's you a, mentioned, what are they called over there? Well, I thought Smarties were like little chocolate things. So like our Smarties are yeah. like mini yeah. M&Ms essentially. Where here are the Smarties. And I found this out through my coworkers because she taped them to her pants and was Smarty Pants for Halloween. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, which is, I guess, a TikTok trend now, which I found out later. I do not have TikTok, by the way, as a 26-year-old. Yeah, 26-year-old. Um I'm proud of myself for that. But either way, um, yeah, no, they're different here. They're like actual candy things that look like those fentanyl things where, as in Germany, what I grew up with, they're like those little tiny chocolate, like mini M&Ms in a box. Yeah. Yeah. I remember them over there. We talked about Smarties and my German friends are like, what are you talking about? It's totally different. Exactly. But I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we've talked way too much about candy. Um, let's segue into something a little spooky that happened this weekend. Borussia Dortmund 2, Eintracht Frankfurt 1. Um, for me, this one's all about the officiating. I don't know if that's where we want to yep. lead off or do we want to talk about the play itself. Frankfurt comes out um, for the first time in a, in a while, it seems. We were not the best team at the start, but we weren't poor. Uh, we held our own early, and it was kind of countering back and forth. Um, you know, we went down, and then we had a quick response. To me, that was, like, key to saying, hey, we're down. We're not fucking out of any match. And getting a quick response was really, like, the confidence booster. Go down 2-1, okay. Having chances to tie it back at 2-2. Uh, lack of penalty calls for me is the storyline in this one it's it's definitely a combination of both i mean the officiating was absolutely horrendous that's definitely top of the key um second issue was definitely the first 20 minutes of our game i mean we definitely deserve to get scored on by bronze if not get scored on earlier in the game as well i mean it was just a lazy run back uh, or, or backwards run from Pellegrini to, you know, try to cover his uh, uh, his forward press while we're trying to get out of that pressure from Dortmund. But also, Kamino should have recognized that, you know, Pellegrini wasn't there, should have covered him and should have covered uh, Brantz on that backside. But either way, you know, there was definitely a poor 20 minutes. It kind of uh, bit us in the ass, but we were a much better team throughout the whole game. I mean, you know, that Kamino goal was absolutely great. I mean, it's so, it's so funny, too, because a lot of teams still haven't figured out that our field is fairly slippery. Every single game there is, I feel like there's always like 10 bodies hitting the floor just by themselves. Um, but it seems teams can handle them a bit, a bit a bite some of the ass, hence the Commodore goal, you know, by that um, RKM kind of um, assist by that slip by Dortmund. But, you know, Gutsa was on fire. I mean, there's a lot of good things to take away from this. I mean, Gutsa was on fire, you know, our, he, he ended up, you know, pressing the pressing. Uh, the defenders and home an incredible amount, you know, one night where, where there's an opportunity with RKM getting that chip, which is very unlucky. Linson needs to fucking get, gain some weight, man. I mean, he, yeah, I understand why you want to fall in the box in that situation and try to gain the penalty. But if the ball is a lot closer than the penalty spot and, you know, the, the goalie is kind of out of the way, you know, you should probably take the shot and not go for the free shot that's a little bit further back. But neither say or there. It was – we were just a lot better. We were just a lot better of a team. The referee was kind of shit. Some questionable substitutions from Glasner's side as well. And, I mean, I mean, you could tell it was just a, a raunchy game. I mean, we had about like eight, nine yellow cards, including Kevin Trapp. Yeah. Um, 
there's no such thing as moral victory, especially at this level. Uh, but I thought as far as performances and a loss, that was one of the better ones we've had. We didn't resign ourselves to defeat at any point after we went down once or after we went down the second time. We did continue to fight, which is something that this group, to be honest, the last couple of years hasn't done once they've gotten down. Yeah, and, and we should have scored was towards the end of the game. In the last 10, 15 minutes of the game, we were all over them. I mean, uh, Gutzer should have had one. Lindstrom was selfish on one opportunity where he should have passed it across to RKM. You know, I mean, we should have at least won this game 3-4-2. But, you know, our, our first 20 sloppy minutes combined with a shitty referee and with the cherry on top of us not being able to score uh, in the last 20 minutes is, you know, a reason why we lost this game and we deservedly lost this game, you know? Granted, was it was it a big loss in terms of the standings? No, because the Bundesliga is as tight as, you know, a whorehouse in freaking Amsterdam, but it's, it's unbelievable right now. Yeah. You know, it, we have struggled getting shots on target in the season, um, not just on target, but through to the goal. And I thought we put seven that got through to the keeper or went in. And to me, that's a step up because we just seem to be having shots blocked left and right. And I know Dortmund did a great job getting in the way of a lot of them. We took 20 shots total uh, between missing wide or shots blocked. I mean, 20 shots is a good number to put up considering that Dortmund only took seven. So they put two in the net. They had two on target, which both went in and we blocked five. Um, that's outstanding defensively for us. I thought Jokic was better than he has been the last couple of weeks. I'm not comfortable with him in that position yet, but uh, he certainly Ooh. played okay. Oh, I, I back to Denver. I, I kind of love it so? back there. I think I love it back there. If he can control his emotions a little bit better, which will be key in this in the Sporting Lisbon game, which we'll get into later. Um, I I think he's a f- mega bully back there, man, and I and I love that about him. Um, I think he can be. I just don't like the fact that we're sitting in a top of the table race and we're trying to escape our Champions League group with an experimental center back right now. It it's not that I'm against him there. I just don't like the growing pains going on at this particular time. Oh, I, and, and, and I think that that's going to be in your favor because it's not going to be a long-term project because ding, 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 Amani Torre is going to probably be back uh, ready match fit. So, you know, he's been riding the bench for a couple of games. So he'll probably be back, which will put Jakic up, you know, push him back in his midfield position. But, you know, he's definitely shown as a quality, quality center back option for us, just in case we have that. I mean, would I rather have Smoltic in there? Sure, but Jakic is a mean bully back there, and sometimes you need that as a center back, which I would kind of would want against Sporting Lisbon, but I don't want to get off topic of this Dortmund game because, I mean, we were, we, it was, it just kind of, it just sucks that we were, it was another, we were the, the Moody Diva just kind of shows up again, you know, where we're so much better than, you know, another top tier team and, you know, we have nothing to show for it. Um, but, you know, it, it, it wasn't the Diva that we brought on ourselves. Um, you know, we did our very best to overcome that. And I think, you know, if a couple of things just fall a different direction, we're talking about a tie at best, but we were far you know, statistically and just the eye test, we were the better team. Uh, it just wasn't the right day for it. Uh, a Dortmund friend of mine texted me if the teams were reversed in that situation 
uh, regarding when Lindstrom went down that the whistle would have blown. And I have no doubt if that's Bayern or um, Dortmund or, I don't know, another big name up there that he gets that call. It's because it's Frankfurt. It's because we're at home in that situation. I think we don't get that call in our favor. Yeah. If it happens in front of the yellow wall, that's a whistle 11 days out of 10. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that, that we, and, you know, we had plenty more opportunities to, you know, win the game, you know. So, you know, not only should that been, should have that been at least a kickstarter for us to get to that opportunity, but, you know, even after that, there was a lot more opportunities. I mean, the loss sure. overall should, just, is just going to go to, you know, us not being able to score properly and, and, you know, in crucial moments. And, you know, hopefully that doesn't carry over to when it comes to Tuesday. But I really want to put some attention on Dina and Bimbe because that guy is a machine, man. I mean, he's found his groove in that kind of wing spot for us. And granted, he's only played like three, four games in that spot, you know. Um yeah. But he is dynamic. He's effective. Him, Lindstrom, and RKM on that right side are incredibly, you know, effective. I mean, it, put, it puts our – it's incredible how how we've shifted from such a left-side dominant team from last year because with Kostic and whatnot. Now we're shifting over to the right side with, you know, Lindstrom, RKM kind of uh, dominating that spot. And now with Dina and Bumpe kind of, you know, solidifying his spot on that wing over there. I mean – I don't know how you feel about him, but I love him. I think there's a lot better chemistry between Abimbe and Lindstrom than there is with Knauf there. And that's nothing against Ansgar Knauf because he's done you know tremendous work over the last uh, nine months for us there since he came in. Uh, but his was more effective with crossing and creating on his own. But Abimbe and Lindstrom work off each other, especially high in the final third. And then it kind of creeps up to uh, RKM area, and he's able to to do what he does in the box. And, yeah, that right side is absolutely a strength right now. And the experience of Gota on the left side, our attack, the best thing about what we have right now is the balance. Uh, We've been so off balance the last couple years. There's balance. There's depth. You can go speed. You can go crosses. There's a lot of different ways that we can attack and it makes it hard for defenders, which is why if we can keep this group together and we'll get into this more, um, if we can keep this group together, I think we're going to be okay in the Bundesliga, but that all hinges on some factors that are going to play out in the next 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just on fire last night. I mean, it seemed like he wanted to play again. He seemed like he was him that, uh, um, that firecracker he was in that first game against Bayern. Granted, the result was kind of shit, but either way, you know, it, this the, the offensive flow of this team is looking like a lot of fun. I mean, Daichi Kamada is our top scorer right now. You know, he's our center midfielder. Granted, we have RKM, who's the top assist man right now in the Bundesliga. We still have Lindstrom and Bimpe. I mean, we have Pellegrini and Lentz, the Glass brothers, you know, working working their rotation in and stuff like that. And then now we have the surprise Jakic, you know, showing us that he can be a center back, um, you know, anchoring our defense and being a vocal leader, essentially, and just being that mean bully that knocks off strikers. So it's, you know, we talked about depth, you know, at the beginning of the season and, you know, we're really showing our depth and, you know, we're showing that, you know, we aren't flinching every single time we have these, you know, 
injuries, and it's ironic that the injuries are happening in our defense because, Jesus Christ, deja vu. Um, but, you know, I'm glad that we were able to give Jibril So some uh, – some, um, uh, a break essentially and, and have him only play a couple minutes on on Saturday because you know this game on Tuesday is going to be huge for us so it's um I mean look it's it's definitely I mean this is one of the one of the few times I feel like where we came out of a loss against Dortmund and I feel like you know we were the better team where we should have won it you know um where you know we should be pissed essentially but in the back of my mind I'm kind of wow like Frankfurt should have beaten Dortmund in this one situation. Like, holy shit! It's like, when do you ever say that in the sentence? But you know, in the in the in the realistic sense, you know, we should be, you know, we should have beaten them the Saturday, and yeah, and then it didn't help with the referee being the most frustrating human being on earth. But that's also what you get for signing up for the job. It's true. Um, one more question about this one before we move on. How strong is your level of concern for Tuta? I don't think there – I don't have any concern. We're not concern. at panic level yet? I'm, I'm more concerned about – I'm not. A, I'm actually not concerned about any of our defenders right now. I think, I think Tuta is still in this like weird funk where he's – he has to be confident in his confidence. You know, he can't be overconfident at, that, at those points. Like he has to be able to control some of those things, some of his overconfidence uh, issues and needs to like play the simple way. I mean, yes, should he make some runs up up to the wing and support Dina and Lindstrom in their attacks? Yes, of course, he needs to do that. But then that way, you know, Ahoda or whoever's going to be playing that center center midfield can recognize that and cover his back. Um, there was just too many times where you know, he just makes these mistakes where he thinks he can do like these Sergio Ramos plays or he can do these like um, Nicolas Zula plays essentially. I mean, because his 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 pass to his assist to the assist was essentially what was a huge factor for the goal um, for their for Dortmund's second goal. But no, I don't think there is really any concern for Tuta. Um, if anything, I was going to say there'd be some sort of concern for Indica, but he's finding his stride again. You know, he's getting more confident. He's his passes are finally connecting. Is finally he's finally finding that zing again. So, um, I think Tuta is just still in his like growing pains because he's also such a young player in itself. But I don't know. I'm I'm kind of curious to hear about your concerns. You know, I, I've said it on a couple previous episodes, and I think at some point it's just going to click with me that you're right he's still young he's still growing we forget because he came in right off the heels of david abraham um, who was outstanding in that role and asking him to fill those shoes and be that efficient is just unrealistic and uh he shed some weight put on some strength but uh when he first came out he was just barreling through guys or he was a brick wall that you could not get through now he's a little more lean and he's trying to use that speed a little more maybe play guys let them play wide and use his speed to catch up um yeah you also gotta think like he's playing alongside with people without bundesliga experience really you know i mean yes we're a young team but like don't have a lot of Bundesliga experience besides kevin trapp and gutza right and And you know for, for how um, disjointed our defense has been, whether it's a, experimenting with a back three versus back four or uh, Jakic in the back, Hasebe being rolled out of the nursing home and being outstanding, by the way, uh, when he's been healthy. Um, 
for how crazy the setup has been for the defense this year, they've been great. Uh, it's really hard to fault them. You know, in a two-goal game, you know, it sucks that two goals were allowed. I think Kevin Trapp would like to have at least one of those back um, that went through his legs. That's never easy for a keeper to, to tolerate yeah, but that Yeah, that was one. a rip by Brandt. And, you know, oh, it, he, it was. he's got a rocket of a leg that is sure, it's a worthy goal. unstoppable. Um, but you know Kevin Trapp would want to say that that was mine to have. Um, shit, they did not allow a lot of shots. And they do not allow, allow a lot of space in the box. And for other reasons, I'll get to why I think that's going to help us out on Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, the defense is not a major concern. We're nitpicking at this point to find points of concern for this team. We're trying to get them to be Manchester City. Yeah, I, that's that's what you know we we would like it to be that level of proficient um, systemic uh, progress. But we're going to get there. You know, we forget how young this team is. We've got experience in certain places. But it is still young in some very key spots. What I did love to see, too, kind of uh, on our side was to see Adeyemi, who was like, you know, this huge buy by Dortmund, get absolutely sunned, belittled, babied by Pellegrini. Um, That was just kind of awesome to see. It's like, great, you guys bought some of this huge where we had this lone guy just kind of, you know, like I said, baby, <laughs> this this very expensive man. So that was kind of fun to see. That was a, kind of like yeah. a nice little ha-ha upgrade for my moral sense. Receipts, rather. We're just catching up on receipts from decades of torture. Yeah. Um, one last point before we move on. Uh, we took five yellow cards, five or six, five. Um, obviously, a couple of them for bitching and moaning, which I thought was justified. But I think we're at our best when we're picking up cards for being aggressive. And that really, for me, I look at this team uh, when they're taking a lot of fouls and when they're getting cards, that's when we are, are at our absolute best. And we had 15 fouls to Dortmund's 11. And we picked up, I think, three cards for tough play. I, I love taking those cards. I'll take them all day as long as they happen in the right sequence in the right order that doesn't hurt us too much. Um, but I thought for being the, uh, quote, lesser team uh, on paper maybe to Dortmund, I thought we did absolutely everything to prove that our system of play works, and it works not just against um, the lowly teams. It works against the more talented, the more expensive teams as well. And if we keep this model up through the rest of the Bundesliga play, we're going to be right there in the end. That's all that matters. Fuck yeah. All right. So let's move on uh, from one disappointment to another disappointment. Um, Gaining points on a table is never totally disappointing, except when you're the Eintracht Frankfurt Frauen and you have a three to one halftime lead against a mid-table team. Um, it was a rough match Saturday morning. I'll be honest, I, I didn't have a chance to see it in real time. I watched some, about half of it, this afternoon. But uh, the, the women of Frankfurt went up early uh, in the 13th minute and held a 3-1 to one lead at the half. I think the shots at halftime were like 10-4. to four. 
something stupid like that. And then uh, um, Laura Fragging, she had a nice goal uh, in the 33rd minute. Kind of her classic, move the ball to the middle, shoot back to the short side, high high in the corner that she always does. That's fantastic. That's great. 3-1 at halftime, on the road, nothing to complain about there. But then there's a problem. Uh, you cannot let mid-table teams come back from two goals down. Matt, you say it all the time. What's the worst lead in all of sports? 2 nothing. <laughs> or two goals, however it is. Um, yeah, I don't think we're aggressive enough. Uh, like I talked about the men's side, playing aggressive, being physical. I thought the women's team sat back a little bit more. Uh, they let the play come to them from Hoffenheim. And uh, the stats kind of speak for that. You can't go down 60% 40 on possession and not be aggressive and try to win. You have to be physical when you're being out-possessed like that. And sitting back kind of cost them. Um, with two goals in the final 30 minutes, it leaves a bad taste in the mouth. But it's not all lost. Um, Bayern's loss last week to Wolfsburg meant that uh, we stay ahead of them, even with the draw. We are at 14 points, Bayern at 13. Wolfsburg moves ahead to 18 points. Uh, we got a matchup coming up with them in early December. There is a two-week break coming up after next week, or I think two weeks. No, it's after next weekend. Um, we got Cologne, and then we have a matchup with Leverkusen before a uh, matchup with Wolfsburg. So Nico Arnautis has some time to kind of reorganize things. Uh, the women's next match is Sunday. Let me make sure I got that right here. Yep, uh, Sunday, November 6th. That'll be 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, I'll look for ATA, see if they're covering it on the NBC Sports Network here in the States. If they're not, uh, we'll get a link out. It's on Magenta Sport in Germany. So, Any Sweet. thoughts on that, Matt? No. I mean, it can only go up from here, right? Well, it has to. Um, you know, the women's season is only 22 games long. So now we're a third of the way into it. Kind of like the men's side, you're at the third way point. Uh, you're in that Champions League spot. You have to find a way to pull six points from the next two matches going into the international break. And then you come back against the top team in the league. And that's where you're going to earn your points back uh, to contend for that title, which I still think they're in a position to land. But if you're going to have a bad game, have that bad game in the first six weeks of the year. True. All right. So uh, before we go into our segment break, Matt, we talked about hashtag what are we eating? Hashtag what are you drinking? I am drinking an Ale Life Brewing, another local, well, not another, the same local brewery down the street from me over here in Long Island City, but just a nice little hazy IPA, nothing too special, just, just a nice little crisp to it. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Ooh, our live chat. Summit Hills. So uh, if you, if anyone out there is interested, get on our 24-hour Discord chat. You can listen to this recording and future recordings live. Um, it's totally ugly, unedited. It's the fun stuff, right? All that behind the scenes, like when the host fucks up the entry and we have to start the recording all over again. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, what does Miles got? He's got uh, Summit Brewing. That's some Minnesota Twins garbage. That can uh, go right down the drain. That's not good for anybody. Nobody likes the Twins. <laughs> uh, for myself, I am on Apple Cider. It's Halloween night, and there's nothing better than some rum and some cider, and I'm sticking with it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I, over I the mean, because I haven't had enough sugar. You know, let's throw some apple cider in the mix. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, baseball season's over, though, so we'll just carry on. Is it, though? Is it over? It's over for New York, right? Oh, it's, it's, it's been over before the playoffs. Sorry, it never even started here in Detroit. We suck from day one. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so to wherever you're drinking, whatever you're drinking, we say Prost. We'll be right back. Segment two. Welcome back. Segment two, Hey, on Track Frankfurt, episode 244. Chris in Detroit, Matt in New York. We are talking all things Halloween, all things on Track Frankfurt. Uh, our beloved host, uh, founder of Half Pod, Brian in Kansas City, he's got a question for us in our uh, chat. He asks, what is our favorite Halloween movie? Matt, do you have a favorite? Um, I'm going to have to go with Hocus Pocus. I'm kind of with you on that one. I love the 90s Disney thing. That was, that was my heyday. I don't even think you were born yet. But <laughs> Hocus Pocus is fucking pain. Did you see the second one? I did not. Not that I remember. It just came out this year on Disney+. Plus. My daughter is obsessed with it. It's awesome. Um... Mine isn't necessarily a Halloween movie, but there's a great series. This one's even older than me from the 70s. It was called Phantasm. And, it, dude, you want to talk about really bad horror movies? Uh, <laughs> think of, like, uh, this guy. They call him the Tall Man. And he basically went to, like, nursing homes and turned dead bodies into zombies. And... I don't know. It's the worst horror series that's ever been made. And somehow they made five of them. They're God awful movies, but they're so entertaining to watch. So like every year around this time, I find the phantasm series and it's on some like third party sketch website. Cause it's never good enough for, you know, actual release on Netflix or Amazon or anything like that. But it's so bad horror that it's funny. That's so, good, yeah. yeah There's nothing better than one of those awesome. bad, bad, good movies. All right. We've put it off enough. Uh, there's only one thing that matters on this episode, and that is talking about UEFA Champions League Match Day 6. Eintracht Frankfurt visits Sporting Lisbon, 4 p.m. East Coast, 1 p.m. West Coast, Paramount Plus. Um, there's a time change. Don't forget that. Uh, we are an hour later in the States than they are in Europe right now. 
So what's usually a three o'clock or noon kickoff here is an hour later, which should just mean you're one beer deeper before the match starts, right, Matt? Oh Isn't yeah, that how it how it works, right? Yeah, yeah but and we have to work an, an extra hour, unfortunately, which is kind of annoying. Where we'd usually take an hour less of work, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Whatever keeps right. the bills coming. Um, so our friends in New York, uh, with EFC New York, will be meeting at Jack Dempsey's West Thirty Third Street in Manhattan, uh, in the shadow of the Empire State Building, where you can find EFC New York all the time. Fantastic venue, great people there. Will you be there, Matt? Or are you stuck at work tomorrow? Uh, that's a game time decision. It's going to depend on my meetings, and uh, it's honestly a game time decision. I think this is all canceled on religious grounds. I'm pretty sure you're off work at three to get there by four. Oh, I wish. I wish. Give, As a, give him my number. I, I am a I am a director after all now, so I guess there I can go. kind of call my own shots. That's it. I direct everybody to Jack Dempsey's tomorrow. Yeah, company <laughs> meeting at the bar. So here in Detroit, uh, we will be at the Detroit City Clubhouse. That's in Lafayette Park neighborhood, 3401 East Lafayette, right across from Martin Luther King High School. Uh, you should have a great turnout there between Frankfurt fans, fans of a couple other uh, teams that are in our group that might care about what's happening in our match, too. So it's going to be a good turnout wherever you are. Uh, if you have a watch party, whether it's a small group, a large group, let us know on social media. We'll share it with everybody to hear. Uh, Matt, match day six is going to be interesting. It all comes down to this. It's kind We're of an understatement. Um, all four teams have a chance to finish anywhere from first to fourth in the group. Uh, Tottenham, Sporting, Marseille, and us. Anybody can finish top. Anybody can finish bottom. Sporting started off so strong. They won their first two matches by a combined 5-0. Then they lost their next two by a combined 6-1. What are we going to get tomorrow? <laughs> We're going to get the diva, baby. We are going to get the diva. Do we um, even care what Lisbon brings to the table? Or is it all about what Frankfurt brings? I mean, it's all about what Frankfurt brings. I mean, there's some Debbie Downer stats here that I'm reading through Google right now that are just making me absolute, you know, have no faith in that. Like, for example, they beat Dortmund 3-1 just last year in the Champions League. But we are the Moody Diva. It was last year. We are Europa League champions. We have... We are the sole reason why this group is even alive, like why this group has been such a headache for all the other teams. And mind you, we don't lose to teams back-to-back quite a lot. I mean, we didn't do it with Tottenham. We tied them the first time, then we lost them the second time, where we should have potentially won. I mean, that's not by bias whatsoever. And now we face Sporting that undeservably won 3 nothing at our home. And you would think that we're probably going to be a little ticked off about this. And, I mean, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I have a lot of faith in us here. I think I think we're going to come out swinging. We're going to be coming, you know, guns blazing. I mean, our fans are going to be behind us. I mean, this is an opportunity where Eintracht Frankfurt can be going to the knockout stages of the Champions League, you know, whether that will be a better, bigger accomplishment than winning the Europa League uh, Europa League, uh, yeah, the Europa League essentially, you know, I want that to be a debate for our club in the future. So, I mean, <sighs> I feel good, man. I feel really, 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 really good about tomorrow. 
You know, I try to not speak in superlatives too much. I'm a very emotional fan, and I, I always think the next match is always the biggest match. <clears throat> Excuse me. We say it a lot um, that it's a big match. It's the biggest match since whatever. Um, but our goals last year kind of elevated. After we won the Europa League, that meant we qualified for the Champions League. And the Champions League qualification is great, but it really only means something if you can return to the Champions League the following year. That's where the money starts to compound in value. And instead of being sellers, every every uh, transfer window, you become holders of talent or you become buyers of talent. That's got to be the goal here. And for me, that starts one of two ways. You're either saying, hey, we're going to qualify through the league because there's more wiggle room to make a mistake and recover, or we're going to qualify for the knockout round of the Champions League. And by doing so, we're going to play more games. We're going to get more money. We're going to get more visibility. We're going to get more experience and confidence for our young players. And I think everything Oliver Glasner has done to this point uh, a crucial point this week was letting Jabril So get some rest on those legs. Uh, that's critical for tomorrow. He might be the busiest guy in the pitch tomorrow. Um, yeah, I so, mean, there's going to be definitely, yeah, definitely a hu- couple huge factors where, like, you know, Knauf is going to be back. Are we going to see him out come off the bench? Um, are we going to play three in the back? Are we going to be trusting in Jakic's emotions where, because, you know, um, Portuguese, like, those, like, Portuguese league teams, La Liga teams, Serie A teams, um, uh, maybe not really the French league team, but like those teams down by the down by the Mediterranean can get really mean and can get real like you know trash talky and get real physical with you. You know where like you know Jakic can definitely handle that. If Jakic is able to handle his emotions and stuff like that, I definitely would be very comfortable with him through in the back. Um, how do you feel about playing four in the back and potentially having Amane Torre come back as this is as this being his first game from rehab? Um, or you know we have Pellegrini play back again, but God knows, you know he may slip on a banana peel and be out for the rest of the season. I have a little concern just because we've seen Sporting when they want to jump out and score quick goals. They did it against us in a very brutal way. But I attribute that kind of the, to the emotion of the first night, uh, the first Champions League night in Deutsche Bank Park. It was kind of overwhelming. Even though we played well early, it just kind of wore on us late and we couldn't keep up. I think the fact that this match is on the road, there's fewer distractions. There's a lot more um, concentrated focus. I'm not so worried about having to go to a back four. I think the back three is where we've been more comfortable. Um, a guy like Jabril So has the ability to fall back a little more defensively and kind of give some stability there. I do worry about Tuta maybe getting a little too aggressive, feeling if if things are tight or maybe if we're down one, he might have to, to be a little too aggressive and might get beat again. But that's a risk I'm willing to take. I think the back three has been our best play so far this year. No, I agree with you as well. I, I, I just, I just wasn't sure because, like, you know, looking at the table here, I'm trying to think of like if there's a scenario where we could tie this game when Marseille somehow beats Tottenham, 
um, we would go go through on a tie, but our goal differential is just so ass because of sporting's uh, good. Um, that's no way of happening. Well, so that, it's win or go home, but really for us. On that note, I kind of talk shit about Marseille and their terrible Champions League record of previous years, but they've caused some damage in this table, uh, kind of shockingly out of nowhere, um, beating Sporting over two matches, a combined uh, six to one. Yeah. Uh, to, I mean, I don't think anybody saw that coming at all. And uh, I think the second one was, or was that second one? Um, the second one was in uh, Lisbon, that 2 0 win. That's not an easy place to play. Um, but I think we have shown the ability as well to go into hostile environments. This, what we're going to run into tomorrow, is kind of just another day at the office for us. The benefit we have to playing some of the matches we've had in Euro- European competition last year, there's no stadium too big, there's no atmosphere too loud. And I just don't think we're going to be intimidated. I truly think we're going to come out of this victorious. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's also kind of nice because we're kind of hitting sporting at a bad time for them because they've kind of, you know, they shouldn't have beaten yeah. Tottenham uh, last week, but they got away with that. Um, and then they lost, you know, their league game on Saturday. So whether that was, you know, conserving energy for, you know, our game against Tuesday, whatnot, you know, that'll be remained that'll be answered for us on Tuesday. But it's, um, I mean, like, I, I like, listen, you said it perfectly when we started the segment, you know, I don't really give a shit about sporting at all, you know, just looking at sporting and trying to figure out, make myself, you know, believe that, oh, this is a guaranteed win, you know, that's just never going to happen, you know, what is going to happen is being confident in this team, uh, in the Frankfurt team is, you know, really trying to, somehow not fuck up any sort of defensive mistakes. And I mean, let me remind you, Chris, especially, and all the other Frankfurt fans, is we are going to get scored on. We're not going to have a clean sheet. I mean, once there is a goal, we cannot panic. You know, let's... Did you think I was going to make that mistake (laughs) two episodes in a row? Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? But, you know, you're right. We're not going to keep a clean sheet. We, We don't. We're not good enough to do that, and sporting is too good to let that happen to them. Uh, the area that I see we can most efficiently make the most damage is on set pieces. They're not great at them. They've allowed a lot of goals. I lost my notes that had a specific number, but their set piece defense is bad, and that's probably our best thing this weekend, uh, or I'm sorry, this season. Uh, whether it's playoff corners or free kicks, we're quick to take them and we're quick to score off of them so if we can get one tomorrow i don't care where it comes from or how it happens if we can get a set piece goal tomorrow i really feel good about the outcome yeah and i mean what the kicker what the kicker can be for tomorrow is that frankfurt and marseille move on into the <laughs> group stages of the champions league which would be unfucking believable because tottenham's kind of on the rocks too um so that would be hilarious to see that happen. But, yeah, I mean, I think Kamada's going to give us one. I think Lynchham's going to have a good performance. I think RKM is going to really uh, show his colors because, you know, this is a time where, you know, we're going to really see him in a life or death sort of situation, you know. So um, it's 
it's going to be a great, great game. It's kind of awesome that we get an extra hour later to enjoy the game. So it doesn't feel as far away it is from 5 p.m. as it actually is. Not that that would have ever mattered, but, you know, it's um, it's going to be a great Tuesday. It's going to be a great Champions League game. You know, hopefully this won't be the last time where we hear the anthem for the season. And, you know, I we got this. Simply put, we got this. What's the score? I think we're going to win this game 2-1. And I think that we're going to be up 2-0, my favorite score. And then we are going to be sweating it out whenever Lisbon scores that other goal. And then we'll sweat it out for the rest of the time. But we will prevail because we do have the quote-unquote six, but actually number one best keeper in the world. So... What about the other matchup with Marseille and Tottenham? Who's going to go through with us? Um, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna say Marseille because fuck Tottenham. <laughs> I love it. Um, I agree with you 100 percent on the two one. Uh, with Frankfurt, it's never easy, but it's always worth it. And I totally agree with you. We're gonna have to sweat it out. And what, it, however it happens, whether it's a late winner or it's a two goal lead that we have to hold on to. Um, it's going to be a tight game. They're a good team. They're going to be fighting. They're experienced as well in European play. So it's not like, you know, us winning the cup last year is the only factor in this. Um, it's going to be tight, but I think two, one is reasonable. Here's another important question. And hopefully our discord chat can give us an answer for this. Um, what color kits are we wearing tomorrow? Somebody has this answer in the next two minutes while I talk about the other match. I'd love it. Um, so Marseille and Tottenham, Matt, you know, Dave Portnoy. Yeah. I've heard of him before. Yeah. President, uh, Barstool sports. He's a dick and he really likes Tottenham. And for no other reason, I hope Marseille beats Tottenham just so, you know, he gets to sit at home and watch Frankfurt. who he talks shit about, uh, during the champions league draw. I want him to be at home watching us play in the knockout stages and uh, him sitting on his couch. So Marseille is going to beat Tottenham. Uh, I'll go I'll go 2-1 there as well. Uh, Frankfurt is going to beat Sporting 2-1. And as of now, we don't know what color they're wearing tomorrow. What do you hope they wear? I'm, I'm trying to think. You want to go I th- white? I was going to say, if we go white, I mean, that's a guarantee win. Or is Sporting we're, wearing their stripes? They could be wearing is, their all greens too. Yeah, I could also see a spring or all like black. I'm a red guy. Nah, it's going to be either black or white. We I don't, don't think do we're it in your red. It, it it'll be black. I'm pretty sure it's black. Yeah, I'm. I, it's probably going to be black. I can't find it. Un, un, unconfirmed, confirmed, black. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, nobody knows the answer at this point. Um. There is a match on the weekend. We're not going to give a lot of time to it here. Um, but how do you think having Augsburg on the weekend, uh, who have the ability, you know, they're not, they're not world beaters, uh, by any mean, but they just love to sit at like 12, 13 in the table and then pick off teams that are ripe for picking. Um, do you think there's an effect? Uh, going into the weekend, coming off of uh, Champions League, as far as not that we need to play looking ahead, because nothing 
happening tomorrow should be impacted by Saturday. But are you concerned about coming out flat and totally falling out of European position in the league? Not not necessarily because we've shown the season that we bounce well after losses in the Bundesliga. And I think also how other there's since other there's other results um, next week with like Leipzig playing Hoffenheim and um, you know Leverkusen potentially beating Union and you know um, uh, who else like Köln potentially dropping points against Freiburg. You know this is probably another opportunity where we can kind of solidify a top four spot, kind of putting uh, four plus points in between us and the uh, the game below. So I don't think so. If anything, that energy we're going to be taking from the Champions League is going to transfer over to Augsburg because you know I think the boys feel like we should have beaten Dortmund last week, and so I mean we also do really really well away um, away from home. So. Um, I think I think we're gonna come victorious out of Augsburg. You know, obviously not a clean sheet because we don't do that, but I think we're gonna come out of it like a, a three one win, um, potentially. Um, barring, you know, any horrific injuries happening on Tuesday because it's gonna be a war, you know. Start strapping your bandanas, start getting some tape underneath your eyes, you know, start rubbing some dirt in your cheeks because war has been called. It's a tough position because there's going to be a whole lot of travel involved and not a lot of time to do it in. Um, I haven't actually looked at, at the travel situation. I know it, in the past we like to stay the extra day in uh, our European travels for recovery and rest oh, and all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, you got to get back to league play. So you got to do what we got to do. Uh, Augsburg scares me a little bit. But um, they struggle scoring goals. You know, they don't allow a ton, but they really can't score for shit right now. Uh, And I think that's where we can kind of take advantage of good feelings after tomorrow's win. If Augsburg was at home, I'd be a little more scared because we really don't get up for home matches after Champions League sometimes. But I think Oliver Glasner has done a good job of helping these guys understand managing two different schedules, which was something we struggled with for years. I've seen a lot more this year of being understand, being able to understand the Bundesliga play, the open nature of it versus Europe and, you know, the more high intensity, but very calculated game that it becomes in champions league. We've isolated each match on the schedule, and they have not bled together the way they have in the past. So, as far as Augsburg goes, um, I think we're in a good position to win that one 2-1 to one as well. I've been told if I pick any clean sheets in this episode, uh, somebody's going to fly down and kick me in the shins in St. Louis during that Augsburg match. So, I'm not <laughs> even going to touch the, uh, the clean sheet situation there. By the way, I'll be down with uh, Nathan in St. Louis watching that match against Augsburg. I'm looking forward to that one. Haven't seen him in a while, so. And just to, just to add to your little uh, your sudden realization of the Bundesliga and how our style of play is, um, we do not play defense. That that's our style of play. So, in the Bundesliga, in the Bundesliga, yes. <laughs> Any Bundesliga team does not play defense. <laughs> All right, so uh, Kristen Austin. Chris in Austin has just informed us that the referee tomorrow is the same one from the Europa League final last year. Hell yeah. 
All right. Which worked out good in our favor. Unless Favoritism right Rota. there. I don't know. The first two minutes of that match, I was a little concerned about where it was going to head. He, he uh-huh. called a pretty good game there. I thought that w- that went well. Yeah, I mean, me one, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even tell you what he looked like. Matt, tell me that tomorrow, um, when all is said and done, whether I'm feeling high off the victory or low off of a defeat, I, we just don't know what's going to happen. Is this, like, emotionally going to be as... I, I feel like the night before the final and where I am today are kind of similar feelings where the heights it will take us to are somewhere we've never been. This is kind of a natural extension going from Europa League final taking us into the Champions League final. Something brand new for us. Or Champions League. Something brand new for us. Now we're in the Champions League trying to go to the knockout stage. This is truly uncharted territory for a club that's 120 whatever years old i'm having a hard time sleeping tonight i can tell you now i'm gonna sit there rolling over and singing songs and chanting in my head and my broken german how do we do it how do we go to bed tonight i mean i mean i there's a couple easy medical ways you can (laughs) can uh get yourself to bed depending if it's legal in your state or not it's definitely legal here in new york um but it's interesting because I, I try to I try to keep you know going back and forth on this like a ping pong match in my head. It's like the excitement about the Europa League was a we get a trophy in our in our in our cabinets and well I don't know what what would be a and what would be b because I don't know which one's more important going to Champions League or getting a trophy. You know I think that will be a fan fan debate that we will have forever. Um, which you know comes to the second point is here is like what is going to be the most what is going to be a more better achievement is winning Europa League or going into you know through the, through the group stages of Champions League you know especially with the group that we got put in you know honestly best case scenario for us in that group because I wouldn't be want to put in a group with you know Inter Bayern and Pilsen I mean granted we have some history with Inter but you know they're a much stronger team than when we played them and then you know how we did against Bayern. Um, but it's 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 interesting. I, I I think it hasn't hit me yet. I think is my my short answer. Um, I think when it comes to tomorrow, you know, I'll be definitely canceling a couple of meetings because you know I'll just be like just go pacing back and forth in the apartment, just going like you know. But what about this? And what about this? Like, are we gonna screw up here? Like, what's Tuta gonna do? Is Kevin Trapp gonna be on point, which he always is? But it's I would I definitely would say that the feelings are definitely equal. The most important thing to remember is that we are continuing to be a club on the rise and everything has been a measured calculated step. And this is that next step. It's not that we have to just be thankful. We got to the champions league. We got to the champions league and through five match days, put ourselves in a position to win the group and progress in the competition. And I think most people, if we're being truly honest, before the draw, we said, hey, we're just happy to be in Champions League this year. And we got a draw that is extremely competitive for all four teams. I think are very similar, play very similar style. And you see in the table just how equal they are. Um, the natural progression is for Frankfurt to say, 
we're not done as champions of a competition and taking that to the next level as being competitors in the final 16 of this year's Champions League. And I think it's happening tomorrow. I'm so fired up. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go go run laps in my yard right now and get ready for <laughs> <laughs> History's going to be written tomorrow, and um, I'm excited to drink it, celebrate it, and fucking talk about it. I can't wait to call you afterwards. It's going to be a good one. Oh, my God. Uh, you've got Frankfurt 2, Lisbon 1. I'm right there with you. We want to hear what everyone else has to say, what your predictions are. Submit them on any of our social media channels. If you hit one right on the dot, you're getting a half pod prize pack. I don't care if there's six people that predict the exact score. I've got a whole stack of merch in the corner of my room here right now, and I need someone to send it to. So submit your predictions, uh, Twitter at HEF pod, Instagram at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Matt does a great job with that. Facebook.com forward slash half pod or www.halfpod.com. We'll get merch out to you. It's free right now. Pretty soon people have to pay for it to help get Matt and me some better equipment. But right now the merch is free. So submit predictions. Take get advantage. that stuff for free. <laughs> Matt, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on the Twitter side of things at WAGM8 underscore. And then on the Instagram side of things at Wagner underscore 8. And hopefully, if not tomorrow, I had a match soon. Jack Dempsey's in New York. Yes. That is a and prayers to the gods. <laughs> you can find me, Chris, in Detroit on Twitter, Instagram, Peloton, Discord at C in the D three one three, and on our website. Uh, submit your information there. I'll make sure I get some merch out to you. Our theme music is a song "Forza Askea" by Frankfurt and Eintracht Legends Tankard. You can find Tankard at Tankard Official and at reapermusic.de forward slash reaper. Our outro music is Hey on Track Frankfurt by the fabulous Roy Hammer, Andy Parlines. Uh, find them at royhammer.de. Our thanks to them as always for the music. My thanks to Matt for the company tonight for talking all things candy, sugar, sweet things like Champions League victories. Matt, let's do it later this week and celebrate. What do you say? Let's fucking get this dub. I love it. And thanks for listening, everybody. That's episode 244. We will talk to you later this week as the Eagles will come out victorious. Until next time, tschüss. And then it didn't help with the referee being the most frustrating human being on earth. But have you ever had a toxic waste? Hey, I'm Frankfurt, cha la 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 la. Hey, I'm Frankfurt, cha la 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 la.